Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Welcome to this week's edition of Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd with you and Percy here today, and we're going to talk about emotional health when it comes to cancer. You know, Percy, we often talk about the physical aspects of cancer. We sometimes neglect the emotional part. And again, we want to put balance to the conversation of cancer care in this context because people are struggling with emotional and psychological aspects because of their cancer diagnosis. Sure. Who wouldn't, huh? Absolutely. So we don't want to ignore that. We want to put that into the conversation. Well, we have an expert, so to speak, who's going to join us here today, Dr. Laura Sun. Yes, she's a clinical psychiatrist at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and she's going to help us to really understand many different things, including not feeling guilty about dealing with the issues of depression. Hmm. So issues of mental health during cancer care, that's our topic today, and I trust you can join us. And join us online as well at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, when we talk about emotional health, we've got to talk about hope. Well, obviously, when we look at hope and when we talk about that, our spiritual nugget for the day and the platform scripture that we want to work with is Romans, the 15th chapter, verses 13, that basically tells us, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace, because people who are struggling with mental and emotional conflicts are looking for peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This scripture gives us the ability to uh, encourage people to be hopeful that there is joy that can come despite depression and anxiety that they experience while dealing with their issues of cancer care and the prognosis that may come with it. Yeah, it doesn't say be hopeful except when you have a cancer diagnosis. And what's great about this scripture, as believers, we're talking about hope coming from the source of hope. May the God of hope, not the God who gives gives hope, not the God who has hope, but the God who is of hope. There's a distinction there and fill us with all joy. So today we're going to really be excited about tackling an issue that in some cases has been taboo in our car, in our circles of, uh, of faith and the community around mental and emotional struggles. You know, as you interact with those going through cancer care, I know you've bumped into people who just exude hope, don't they? I do. And, and as well, uh, on the other side of the coin, those who have had their hope deployed because of the trials and the the tribulations of bearing the weight of working through their circumstances. Sure, so we're, human, yeah. we're all human. And again, understanding that, that people simply need to be tapped back into the reality that experiencing that is not because of lack of faith or lack of believing, but it's part of the human experience. So we want to really have this conversation yeah, today. We do. All right. And we will here on Health, Hope and Inspiration. Our website is available to you 24-7, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Copy that link and send along to someone else for their own encouragement, if you would, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Stay tuned to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. 
Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Call 855-929-HOPE to learn more. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. So glad you've joined us today for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. As we talk, keep in mind that no case is typical. You should not expect to experience these same results. As we talk about emotional health here today, Percy, and hope is our theme, how do you maintain hope in an atmosphere where you're caring for cancer care patients? You know, I'm asked that question often and and have been over the 20 years that I've worked with cancer patients. First and foremost, uh, we need to define the word hope. Hope, by definition, from a biblical context, is an earnest expectation. So when we understand that in maintaining one's hope, my hope or anyone's hope for that matter, uh, for me, certainly, it has been the idea of being rooted in the in the precious promises of the Word of God. What has the Word of God said to me, for me, about me? So you're anchored there. Anchored there and then re- and having that reinforced. And, of course, we are all challenged as we walk through the planet as human beings that that hope gets challenged. It's part of the experience of a believer. It's part of the experience of a human being is getting back to your core anchor. Where are you anchored on what set of promises? Uh, you know, constantly asking yourself the question, who told you that? The most profound question that was ever asked in the Bible is when God referred to Adam and asked him, who told you that you were naked, Adam? Mm. In other words, you were grounded and rooted in a different set of information that I gave you, and then something changed along the way. That's true of all of us that Outside of what God has said to us and is saying to us, we are being challenged by other sources of information, other opinions, other thought processes that we must be anchored in a certain school of thought that keeps us balanced and structured. For me, at the end of the day, Wayne, uh, I am anchored in the precious promises of what God has said to me, for me, and about me. That is so good. Should we talk with our guest here today? Yes, I'm delighted to work with people just like this. We're talking now with Dr. Laura Sun, who is one of the great doctors on staff at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And Dr. Sun, welcome. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for inviting me. Tell me, tell me about your role at uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America. My role is predominantly as a consultant. And as a psychiatrist, any of the other doctors can call upon me to help patients out that are struggling with psychiatric, emotional, or... Um, I'd say even stress, Hmm. stressful problems. Cancer and stress. There is a connection there, I guess, isn't there? (laughs) It's very highly correlated. Yeah, yeah. We've been learning about the integrative approach. You play a key role in that, I would imagine. I absolutely believe in in treating the entire person, whether that's spiritual, mind, body, emotional, stress, Mm -hmm. and so on. So it it really can be just an outreach human to human. I mean, for you to put your arm around people, so to speak, and just help them through that that life crisis. I really do see my role as continuing to help people with hope, to maintain hope, to get hope back, to look at this process as a transformation for them. Well, this program is Health, Hope, and Inspiration, so uh, you fit right in here today. With respect to that, Dr. Sun, let's talk a little bit about some of the specifics of 
psychiatry and psychology and, and supporting people through their mental and emotional struggles, stresses, anxieties that are related uh, to cancer. <clears throat> and we're speaking to a faith-based audience. And in some cases, this is really a taboo subject in some cases with faith-oriented people in terms of really acknowledging and looking at the role of their their mind and mental, emotional components. Can you talk a little bit about the role of what you do and how you've been able to kind of support people with that from a clinical perspective? Yes, I think it's crucial for a faith-based audience and group of people to realize that depression is not something you can just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, do your daily devotions and feel better. I really want to help people not feel guilty about being depressed. Part of cancer treatment ends up with people being fatigued and tired and sometimes full of doubt. They may lose hope when they hear of their cancer progression. They may see a number on the screen and then worry more. Anxiety itself is not a symptom of loss of faith. Anxiety is a symptom of conflict so that your body wants to be healthy, your mind wants to be healthy, you want to trust in the Lord, you want to trust in your faith, but there may be a metastasis. Usually that metastasis means that we're going to change treatment. So I always tell patients, whatever your test results are, it simply means a different plan. When people become scared and frightened and worried, they have a tendency to then blame themselves for being doubtful. Even Mother Teresa had doubts. But if the doubts reach the point where every single day a person doesn't want to get out of bed or they're crying every day or they're really depressed, that may mean it needs treatment. And it doesn't mean they failed at being a good Christian. They haven't failed at being a good patient. They haven't failed at all. Um, very frequently in cancer treatment, our chemotherapies and our radiation therapy can deplete the brain of happy chemicals, of neurotransmitters that are responsible for feeling good. And so worrying about that and berating yourself and feeling that you need to get over it by yourself is actually not helpful. We want people to reach out to chaplains, to their doctors, to me if necessary, um, to help restore their hope that they're going to get through this and that the journey itself is stressful. Cancer not only affects the patient, it affects the patient's family as well. Uh, do you deal with family issues and helping the family cope with it? I specifically don't treat the caregivers, but I truly have the spouses or caregivers present so they can understand too that if the patient is suffering, if the person is suffering, actually just encouraging them to do better may not be enough. They may have to have chemical intervention. So let's talk a little bit then with respect to how you began to uh, prescribe or interact uh, with individuals who are needing the support that you provide. What are some of the things that you suggest and make recommendations for patients to do in order to help with those dynamics? When I have a patient that is suffering from a depression and it's a major depression and not a reaction to the situation, mm. then I will most likely prescribe medication. But my prescription also includes what is your spiritual practice? What are you doing every day to reorient yourself mm -hmm. to your basic values and beliefs? 
Are you doing any exercise? Are you getting outside at all? Mm -hmm. What is your diet like? Mm -hmm. Because just yesterday, I had a patient come in that was going through the intake process, and she'd already had to be in the hospital, already had to have surgery, and is a devout person. However, she wasn't eating. And so I asked her, what have you had today? And I think she had had like a quarter cup of cereal and milk. And it was 12 noon. So I can already tell you that she hasn't had enough protein or enough food to even power herself through the day and do any type of cellular repair. In the same way, her father was present as caregiver and said to me, I just want you to know that if her pain doesn't get taken care of, she's not sure she wants to go on. By the end of my evaluation, I can tell you that she was going to have a pain management um, appointment next. Mm -hmm. It became evident in her case that part of her pain was from muscular tension and spasm. So she actually needed to have a muscle relaxant along with it. But after we talked about eating and how I could help her with her pain and help her with some of the other stress in her life, she began to realize that she was going to make it through the process, that she didn't have to continue to suffer. Doctor, do you ever prescribe laughter? Uh. (laughs) I do. Actually, the prescription for laughter would be if I pick up on a patient that they have a good sense of humor, or even if they don't, if we can find a resonant TV show or funny movie, we do prescribe 20 to 30 minutes a day. So what we really want is for people not to be stressed out. When they're stressed and their body releases cortisol, what happens is that the entire system gets depleted. So we do need the energy system of the body to be recharged and to be revitalized and to be the gas tank filled up. Yeah, I would imagine when you receive a diagnosis of cancer and then go through all the subsequent treatment and medication and all, you can get so focused on that that you miss out on other aspects of life. It's understandable, right? but it happens, right? And so somehow you've got to redirect them back to life. I agree. I really find myself encouraging people to think about their grandchildren, to think about their pets at home, because they need those isolated moments of feeling good Hmm. and appreciating what they do have in their life that's positive. Part of good mental health. Right. So you see no conflict because I think that there are still some in in the faith community who feel that talking about mental health, mental wellness, in some cases may be in conflict with spirituality and faith. Talk to me a little bit about your philosophy and your orientation and then the science of of, of debunking that, that, that school of thought. Absolutely. I think it's crucial to understand that psychiatry and the practice of treating mental illness, that they're real illnesses, that they actually are biochemical, that they're diagnosable, that they show up on brain scans, that it's not just in your head and you have a bad attitude about life. So in treating the chemical abnormalities, the actual physical and structural problems. I saw a woman this morning that 
um, has never been treated since she was in second grade for attention deficit disorder. And what's happening is she's forgetting most of her appointments. She's showing up late to things. She gets started doing one task and is distracted by another. Attention deficit disorder is actually an abnormality in brain waves. It is an abnormal- abnormality in neurotransmitters. In her case, not being treated for it, makes her feel a loss of control, Mm. a loss of hope, disorganized, unfocused, and she can end up berating herself quite a bit and feeling down on herself and becoming depressed. In her case, we are going to treat the attention deficit disorder, which is not one of your strongest and most severe mental illnesses, Mm -hmm. but mental illness is a disease. There are some mild ones, and I think that may be where the problem comes in. There may be some mild reactions of depression or sadness, but our bigger diseases deserve medical treatment just like diabetes does. Doctor, isn't it true that the actual treatment for the cancer with medicines and so on can actually affect this balance that we've been talking about and and need to be addressed? That's absolutely true. Let's say in radiation therapy when a person will be treated for four to six, six weeks on a daily basis. Part of the chemical imbalance that then starts to cascade is it begins with insomnia, and after insomnia comes perhaps an irritability to the central nervous system, and this will then have the patient feeling discombobulated, not like their usual selves, whereas it was actually treatment that started that progression of symptoms. And the symptoms then end up being that the person who's not sleeping becomes more insecure, can become more fearful and blames themselves right. for not doing what they need to do to right. get it's to. It's not that they're unspiritual or that they've done something wrong. It's simply, it, it can be addressed this way. You're absolutely correct. Also, chemotherapy can imbalance the neurotransmitter system in the brain. Okay. So getting chemotherapy along with the medications that are steroids and Benadryl to help them tolerate the treatment actually have an unbalancing effect on the brain. So a person can become moody. Initially, they they become maybe high and happy, but then can precipitously drop down into a sadness and a depression caused by the steroids. We need faith-based people to know that we can help them with it. It's not their fault. And once again, this is the argument for the integrative uh, model. Absolutely. We have naturopaths who will then look at both natural supplements. We have dietitians who will help them look at their diet. And we have social workers, psychiatrists, and psychologists who will help them look at their mood. Dr. Laura Sun, thank you for helping us understand yet another aspect of the integrative philosophy and care. Very helpful. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And stay tuned for more Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. 
Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae. Cancer Treatment Centers of America treats people from all walks of faith or those who profess no faith at all. But Percy, for the patient who desires it, spiritual care is an important part of what we do. Absolutely. And we want to be sensitive to those who desire to have their spiritual needs met and encouraged and nurtured. And so when we do that, uh, we know that those individuals feel responded to. They feel part of a bigger community. And so we want to continue to be sensitive to that reality. I'm so glad we had this opportunity to talk about emotional health and cancer care today. It's an important subject. It's an important topic on for so many different reasons. Uh, Dr. Laura's son helped us with a couple of schools of thought. One was in understanding what anxiety really is. Anxiety basically is a symptom of conflict. Well, nobody can be more conflicted at the end of the day than a cancer patient who was told as they were walking along life, in many cases, they found a bump or a lump. And then all of a sudden they're told, well, you know, you have this dreaded disease. Well, you're naturally conflicted at that point. So it would help us to understand to take out the the negativity of dealing with anxiety. Uh, Anxiety is a very natural part of our, our norm being disrupted. On any level, when we are uh, uh, taken from what our normal state of what our world is and what we how we see life about ourselves, and then that is changed, that is going to create some sort of natural anxiety inside of individuals. So it's not anything to uh, feel ashamed of or guilty about. I think in the faith community, talking about anxiety or dealing with the aspects of depression has somewhat of a, a negative connotation that may suggest that one is not a person of faith or and they're not walking in the power of the word. So I'm going to go ahead and put something out on the table okay. uh, with this. I've experienced depression. I've experienced anxiety. Mm. It, w- it certainly wasn't anything to the degree where I thought that, you know, life wasn't worth living. Mm-hmm. But there have been moments where I've been challenged with conflict that uh, I was not necessarily prepared at the moment to address that I had to regroup. I had to restructure my thought process. I had to go back to my anchor of my source of hope and belief. I, I needed support from individuals that reinforced uh, elements and aspects of who I am and what I am as a person that helped me work through that. We need to give people permission to have that conversation and to feel that and not have a sense of guilt that's associated yeah. with that. And I think this conversation today has been helpful not only for the cancer care patient, but for those who love and care for those patients. Well, again, as we've discussed and said on many occasions on this show, and I'll continue to reiterate, cancer is not just an individual disease. It's a community disease. It's a family disease. It's a church disease. Anyone associated or affiliated with a cancer patient are going to work through some elements and aspects of struggles and uh, insecurities and and doubts and and, and not being sure of what to do or what to say or even how they personally feel about what's happening. It can be very awkward, can it? It's awkward and uncomfortable. That's why no one would would volunteer to have this done to them Mm. because of the awkwardness and the discomfort that comes with it. 
So to get back to that scripture in Romans chapter 15, hope is what we're talking about. That's exactly right. Our spiritual nugget for today and the platform that we're working off of, Romans the 15th chapter and verse 13 helps to really tie this all together very nicely. May the God of hope, number one, hope does not come from any other source but from the creator himself. We want to receive our hope from God and be established in the hope of God. May the God of hope fill you with, and notice what comes with the the hope of God, all joy and peace as you trust in him. Our trust and belief is that is that the great I am is working on our behalf. He is in us, through us and around us so that we may overflow with hope. Hope is an earnest expectation by the power of the Holy Spirit. That sounds like a great way to live regardless of our circumstances. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, thank you. Great to be with you. It's good to be here. God bless. And one final time, our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com, but we also have a toll-free phone number if you'd like to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America and cancer treatment available. Call 855-929-HOPE, 855-929-4673. We covered a lot of territory today. If you want to go back and listen again, you can hear this program online at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And now for Reverend Percy McRae, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease. Evidence-based therapies like nutrition, naturopathic medicine, and pastoral care to maintain strength and quality of life. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Call 855-929-HOPE to speak to an oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. Or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. To learn more, call 855-929-HOPE or visit healthhopeandinspiration.com. Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Care that never quits.